0: I'm Christy Cooper, birth doula and creator of Little Doula on the Prairie, and you're listening to Birthing on the Prairies. This podcast was made as a safe place for women here on the prairies to come share their birth stories in every shape and form. So come grab a coffee and join us to hear informative, empowering birth stories from women right here in our communities. Hello, everybody. So we are having a back-to-back birth. (laughs) Story <laughs> this week. Um, so Bailey originally was actually we're supposed to do your birth story last week or the week before. Yeah. And then life life got away with us, and I honestly I, I really forgot about it. And then this week with the birth from last week, we had to shimmy some stuff around. So here we are again. So you guys get two birth stories this week. So I am Christy Cooper. I'm a birth doula serving basically all up and down highway 14 from Edmonton to Wainwright and I started birthing on the prairies and like the heat of COVID we just needed something like to connect us all I feel because I don't know sitting at home all day all the time was getting pretty lonely so I figured we would Talk about our births because that's something we can all kind of connect with. So, anyways, today I have the lovely Bailey on. Um, so, go ahead and introduce yourself, Bailey. Tell us where you're from, what you're up to, and then we'll get into your birthdays. Okay, hi, um, <laughs> Bailey MacMillan. Um, I live in Shored Park.
1: Um, I was raised in Shored Park. And, uh, my husband and I were in Vancouver for many, many years. And in the last couple of years we moved back here because it's such a nice place to raise a family. Um, oh. yeah. So I guess hey, the water, the water, like being yeah. near the water. Yeah. Um, I do and I don't, I'm such a prairie girl that I actually went yeah. there. I just missed open skies and yeah. Fields and. But I miss the drinking water. Vancouver drinking water is excellent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Opposed to our like dirty school yeah. water out here. <laughs> That's so cool. So you guys are set up in Edmonton? We're in Sherwood Park. Yeah. Sherwood sure Park. Sherwood sure Park. Oh, fun. That's exciting. Yeah. And how old is your little guy now? She's 21 months. Oh my gosh. Yeah well I'm so excited to hear your story so we might as well start from the old beginning so tell us about finding out you're pregnant how was that
1: um so it was a bit of a journey for us um my husband and I only we we just celebrated our fourth anniversary and uh we knew like we knew we wanted kids pretty soon so you know, we like pulled the goalie. We got married and ready to go, and figured we're both pretty young, pretty healthy. Like we'll just yeah. let it happen, um, and it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't it just didn't happen. Um, so I was tracking my cycle. Just didn't happen, and you know, ovulation. It just just it took us a while. We had to hunger down and track everything and schedule it all, and you start to so sexy. Oh. You just feel that stress every time you get like a not positive test your mind's like I can't get
0: pregnant yeah this will never happen (sighs) let's just give up now no
1: (sighs) I feel like like, it can like maybe it's one month negative or 30 months negative but I feel like I obviously it builds with each time but it's it was devastating um it is but finally, finally, after like a year of really yeah. trying, not just like, we'll probably get a knockout,
0: um, yes.
1: we got, we got a positive test and it was actually on Mother's Day. Oh, how special yeah. is that? So that was like, I always think of it as like, it was on my first Mother's Day because I was, I don't know, five weeks pregnant with Charlie. <laughs> so.
0: so oh, that fun. is so sweet. I mean, you deserve it. After trying that long, you deserve a special day to find out.
1: Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Um, yeah. So I remember my husband came home and I had gotten like some um, sparkling apple juice and I like set it all out. We had a little apartment at the time. And <laughs> he came home and like, t- like, like, <laughs> like nothing.
0: Was Where's like, the booze? <laughs> like,
1: he was like, oh, that's a nice platter you put out. <laughs> but he was super excited. We were like, like, yeah, we've always always just had dreamt of having having kids so it was it was huge it was the best news ever
0: that's awesome so how did you feel in the first trimester how was that
1: oh it's brutal like (laughs) I am in the first trimester I developed almost anaphylactic reaction to coconut oil what which was that's in everything everything just oh my gosh so I always use it to take my makeup off so my face was puffing up um I had a hard time like opening my eyes all the way it was just like a big like rash everywhere um my my body just I don't know some my hormones were just like bam pregnant pack on weight so my body just I just instantly gained like 20 pounds my face was all puffed up like none of my clothes fit I didn't get like morning sickness but every evening I was like not, I never threw up, but I just couldn't do anything right. and being active and fit and going out and yoga are so, so huge for me that, that basically took that out of my life. So I just felt like, okay. oh, it just felt like it affected so like physically so much and emotionally so much of my life right off the bat. Um, and then of course you're just starting to tell people and
0: people are so excited for you and you're like, <laughs> like horrible this is awful where is my glow I'm supposed to be radiating yeah there was very little radiation (laughs) oh girl that's so cool so at what point were you starting to dive into like okay this is the kind of birth that I'm aiming towards like what was your vision of this birth
1: um I, I've, I've always had a hard time with um, like hospitals and I don't know I, I can't say if I pinpoint like a really triggering or negative experience I yep. had um, within like institutionalized medicine but for right. some reason it's just something that has always caused me anxiety um, so I, I on the back of my mind I always knew I'd love to have a home birth um, I would love to I always wanted a midwife um, so right away, I was like, oh, I got to get on this. I got to, I just, I knew I wanted that support. Um, I knew that I wanted to just feel really empowered through that journey. Um, I knew that I wanted, if, if it worked out for me to have as natural a birth as I could, um, if that was the best thing for me and my baby, then that was the journey I wanted to try and go on. Yeah. So um, I guess just I started looking into those options there and got myself on um, like the AHS, like the midwife wait list
0: um, and just really hoped that that I would get a spot. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, like, cause I mentioned yesterday with um, Sophie On, like as soon as, when you want a midwife, it's better to apply for one as soon as possible than to think about getting one at like, 20 plus weeks because at that point in time it's so hard to get a midwife. So, even if you're like dabbling in the idea, just go ahead, apply, get on the list because it's way easier to do it that way and change your mind later. But, like, ah, yes, so I'm so glad. So, you got accepted on. I did, yeah.
1: So, I got um, an email from Tara at Hope Midwives, and she's incredible and amazing. Um, My sister was also pregnant at the time, and she had Tara. So that was just extra special that we both, we both had her, we both, um, were able to connect on that. And, um, you know, as our journeys continue, Tara was like, she's just an amazing person and she was an incredible, incredible support.
0: That's so good. Oh, I love midwives. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So how was your pregnancy in general? Did you have any complications that came along or was it pretty? Was it um, the only on? thing
1: I had, um, like my placenta sat in front, which is right off the bat. Um, not a complication, but an annoyance, I guess. You just, you never get those, those dramatic kicks. You feel a lot less. When everyone's like, oh, can I touch your belly? Which like, please don't touch my belly, but yeah. they would. <laughs> You're never gonna feel anything everyone's like counting kicks and that's a lot harder. So I think, I mean, I get, I don't know if it was for everyone, but for me that that was kind of the first layer of anxiety, just knowing that I, I was not getting the same level of experience some people get Yeah, with just that, that oh, heightened awareness of your baby growing inside of you. So that was, yeah, the first, the first step in that, and then I guess with that first trimester being so hard physically, I because being active is such a huge part of how I manage my own anxiety. Because um, I do, I have struggled a lot with anxiety in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely threw that out of balance for me. So that was creeping in pretty early on. Like, um and then those two things that like they just it just layers and as it builds and gets a bit more you know, compounding and, yeah so um and then yeah I mean I had obviously I have some maybe different approaches to how I wanted to see my birth happen and everybody wants to share opinions with you on that yeah so even in my place of work you know everyone's like oh wow I wouldn't and you're like well it's my vagina so I'll figure that one out but yeah thank you for your unsolicited opinion (laughs) (laughs)
0: because yeah I feel like as soon as you get pregnant too or mention that you're pregnant like that's when it all starts rolling into like all these people telling you like worst case scenarios worst case everything
1: oh I remember I had one girl be like oh you want to do it at home if I had been born at home I would have died
0: (laughs) okay Karen like thank you so much that's really supportive and empowering of you to say yeah thank you so much for that
1: oh so then of course you know you already have anxiety and then like all these other ideas are coming into your head and you're like no I feel good about my choice I'm supported my practitioner supports me like right my husband supports me like the people that are pillars of my life are here for me I'm like the random guy in the lunchroom I'm gonna let it go (laughs)
0: yeah and good for you that like you're able to do that because I feel like some people have a hard time with setting those boundaries up for people and oh my goodness so you're pregnant you're pregnant pregnant you get a midwife did you do anything in regards to preparing for that home birth did you do anything special with special classes or did you have extra support like a doula or anything like that um so I was doing prenatal yoga
1: for months and months and months and months, which is something that I'm so passionate about. And I think is just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Looking for prenatal yoga in the Edmonton area. You know, I love, love her um, and hopefully I'll be teaching soon too. It's just something I'm so, so passionate about, just feeling strong and able through your pregnancy um your body feels strong your mind feels strong and it's just the mind-body connection is incredible and <sighs> laboring is hard work so training up for it is a uh, huge um so that was big for me we did um we did a, a birthing class um also with her with my yoga teacher and that was really great um experience for my husband and I and then my my wonderful friend, um, Sarah Vieira, who is with the Birth Cove, uh, she teaches birthing classes. She's an evidence-based birth instructor, and she was going through her training at the time, so she needed a few births um, to work with, so she was with us through that journey, too, um, which was amazing, and I mean, now we're, like, hands down 100%, like, if we have a second, doula, so important, like, yeah. means the world to us, like, that extra support, that extra advocate, that you know, cause I definitely got to a point in my labor where I was just like, I'm friggin' done. But I had her and my husband and my midwife and they all understood what my hopes were and what like my positions were on stuff. So they were able to advocate for me when I was just over. <laughs> like, so that was huge. And, you know, having someone to text when you're just like, is this normal? Like even just to set up the birth pool, like we didn't know yeah. in my- really right? Sarah's like I'll go do it like oh,
0: thank you no it's like the last thing on your mind no it's so cool to kind of have that team you're like little tribe behind you just root me on. yeah
1: and that's what I tell people all the time like you know whether you go OB or midwife or whatever your choice is the biggest thing is like do you feel supported by this team like whatever their choices are is that are you like yes in my heart in my gut yes I stand behind that. I feel good about it. Cuz if the information you're getting from your practitioner you don't feel good about, like maybe it's just not the right fit for you and to really feel empowered and you know have a positive birth experience, that's so important. Totally
0: agreed. What she said. <laughs> no, that's so amazing. And then yes, that is so important and like and if you don't feel supported by those people, we're in Canada like you for, can for sure find somebody you fit in with like you're, you're not signed to this person or that team for you don't have to stay so you can go find someone you love oh girl so let's get into like the heat of everything so how did uh, the last couple of weeks go like your last trimester everything was going good yeah
1: well so at I was 20 weeks pregnant. My sister was 33 weeks pregnant. Um, and I got a phone call from my mom. They had just done an ultrasound and uh, they they didn't have a heartbeat anymore. So um, my beautiful niece, Adelaide, had passed away. Aww. And yeah, I just, I remember still like standing in the kitchen and like, of course, like we were so close that we just bought a house and like we looked at the playhouse and I was like, oh, that's where Charlie and Natalie are going to play. And like, you know, like there is so much more to it than like you you instantly start planning their little future together. Um, so my sister was taken to, um, they were at the Alex already. So they took her into Induce. Um, and of course, I was 20 weeks. So the next day I had my anatomy ultrasound. <sighs> So I've got all this anxiety. My sister is currently like laboring her sweet sleeping baby and I'm getting ultrasound to make sure mine's okay. Um,
0: That's hard.
1: Oh, and it was, I mean, already, I think my own personal struggles with anxiety triggered so much already. And just the journey as it was, um, that was really a breaking point for me where it was like, suddenly I didn't have the strength to shut down all those comments suddenly I I didn't I didn't have the strength to tell myself my baby is safe like it was like you think I guess for me going into this I was like past the 12 week point you're good baby safe like it just didn't it didn't occur to me that you could lose a baby at that point um just like lack of experience and knowledge and Um, so it shattered me because suddenly every time I couldn't feel him kick he was dead like that was where my mind was at and we were laying getting the ultrasound and the ultrasound technician was just like not picking up on that energy and so she's trying to be like oh this is so exciting guys like this is happy and I just like broke down I'm like my niece just died so like (laughs) we're obviously we're excited for our own child but like Like I just lost my niece and I just feel like at any moment I could lose my son too. So, um, oh, it was, yeah, unbearable and, uh, that whole experience. And then just the way within my family, how each of us deal with that grief so differently was hard. Um, you know, some people wanted to get together as a family and just be together and, you know, pretend it didn't happen but find some joy in our togetherness and for me I there's so much going on in my mind and I I just wanted to lay in bed and cry and I just bawled I just like the connection I had to Adelaide was so strong I for me and obviously I didn't lose my own child but from where I was I felt like I had like it just oh it just destroyed me and then On top of that, I had lost this relationship with my sister because I knew that my pregnancy hurt her. So it was like, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't help. I mean, emotionally, I had to tell myself, you can't help with the funeral. Like you have to step back. It's too much. But I also knew that just, just being there and being pregnant with this, you know, healthy little guy, like I had so much guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah like she she just it was too hard for her to to be around me and she like we had had that perfect like sisters pregnant together so fun people always want to be pregnant with their friends and right I mean now it's like a fear of mine like I never want to be pregnant with a friend or a family member I just I I can't I don't know it's something and hopefully it's something I can continue to work on and work through. And, um, I I clearly understand the trigger there and the root of that. So dealing with that myself is huge, but it definitely, that was the breaking point for me. So halfway through my pregnancy was just emotionally, I collapsed. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped handling days at work. I was leaving earlier, not coming in. I was, um, it was horrible. And I would, you know, I'd be talking to Tara, and she was amazing. She was always checking in every appointment she was asking because she'd been with my sister. Um, Tara and Heidi had delivered Adelaide. Like, they so fully understood what I was going through. um And, you know, I was like, if it's 11 o'clock at night and you need to hear baby's heartbeat, I will come over with a Doppler. I will check it for you. Like, um, I remember one night, I, my husband had been out with a friend, and I was at home, and I like, I was like, I haven't felt a kick. Like, another hour passed, I haven't felt a kick. Like, you know, and by the time my husband got home, I was in a heap on the floor crying. I was like, he's dead, he's dead, he's gone, we lost him. And uh, he called Tara, and Tara was like, I have called Fort Saskatchewan Hospital. Like, they are waiting for you with a wheelchair, You get there. We will wheel you in. We'll do the non-stress test. We'll make sure he's healthy. We'll make sure he's good. Like, let's go. So we did. And like, honestly, they were unreal. Like literally we're waiting with a wheelchair. Like, hey, are you Bailey? Let's go. Like, and he was fine. they were like, are you sure you're not feeling these kicks? Like, I'm, not, I'm not feeling anything. And I don't know if at that point it was my anxiety that was causing me to not feel that or... Like, we ended up finding out he had very, like, no fat on his little body. Like, he was this little lizard guy. Mm. Um, so that was a big part of it. He measured on track in an yeah. option
0: town but he wasn't. Well, like, his weight wasn't out.
1: Yeah, so that was a
0: big part of it.
1: But, yeah, and then after that point, I remember I couldn't go to work, and I was just laying on my floor. I was just crying, and I called Tara, and she's like, okay, we're going to – that's it for work for you you're done we're gonna get you out of there that was two months before my due date and then she got me in the um reproductive mental health program at the royal alex which is an amazing resource It's totally covered and it is there for you and there are you know psychologists and therapists that that is what they specialize in um depression and anxiety through pregnancy after um after a loss dealing with pregnancy after a loss like mm-hmm. that is the no real house um I don't know I'm always amazed that that's like a publicly funded thing that's out there and a lot of women don't know about it so if you're like you can ask about that like you don't have to you don't have the money like your mental health is so important there is there's stuff out there for you um,
0: I should link that under this video I think that's oh, a yeah. good resource to do for sure yeah and like
1: the Alex is like a nightmare to navigate so emotionally prepare yourself for that adventure yeah. I definitely had a breakdown just trying to find the place Find a um, spot. <laughs> oh my gosh but amazing and like yeah just having someone to talk about who is like you you don't need to feel guilty and like loss is important. And you know, all that kind of stuff was, was huge because that's not, that's not always the narrative that you get when you just go for coffee with a friend and not by, no. it. and it's not anyone's fault. Like, it's just, it's just such a, it's just such a, um, like maybe a unique experience or not unique. A lot of people go through it, but it's not something that I maybe mean, we talk about. We don't talk about it enough. No,
0: nobody talks about it enough. And yeah. like, just this these types of experiences you know they happen but they don't happen crazy often that we I mean I feel like everyone knows somebody who has experienced loss especially late-term loss I'm like I know I have a couple friends who have definitely experienced that and so I think it just it hits you it hits you a lot different when it is somebody in your circle in your tribe in your it's yeah that's hard so you went and got help through them and so how did you find that helped you
1: it was good it was also my first experience really with therapy yeah um and it was honestly I think like I think the way they work is you're funded to get I think it's six weeks of sessions um so and then after that they can help you find and connect with um, another program or um but I was I was in a pretty dark place and um, they found a way to kind of get me 12 so I could get three before or six before he was born and six after um and just support me through that um so I started doing that I, yeah I stopped going to work um I was doing a lot more yoga at home and really getting into that um and, realized I needed to reach out to people and be really honest it stopped being when people were like oh how are you doing I stopped being like great, great. like actually I'm doing so excited. really excited yeah. yeah I love being pregnant so much like it was like no yeah. I'm, I'm actually doing bad my mental health is really struggling um I'm really anxious and depressed I you
0: know and people be like oh like really taken aback that that would well be- they don't know how to respond to that like that's not no. what what do we do with that oh okay that's great have a good one Yeah, (laughs) Uh, white. (laughs) I was actually reaching out to you. Okay. But I did have um, like incredible friends,
1: but understood completely friends that had been through, you know, postpartum OCD, depression, and like, they just were like, I know where your brain's at right now. And, you know, they just show up with dinner, I had, you know, they just got it, or, hey, can I go grab your grocery list for you? Like, yes, (laughs) like, I can't leave my house. So yeah.
0: I'm so grateful unreal. for that. No, yeah, that's
1: amazing. Huge. And, oh, girl. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, just that was the darkest. Like, I, yeah, I have really struggled with anxiety through my life, and I've definitely had dark periods, but I don't think you really, until you come out of all of that, you don't realize how dark it was. Yeah. Like, it wasn't until months after Charlie and, you know, your hormones start to regulate a little bit and things start to, and I'm like, wow, like, I just, I can't even imagine spending hours laying on the floor crying anymore or like the fear of leaving my house. And you can't pinpoint what the fear is. You just can't leave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty much the rest of my pregnancy. Um, I mean, beautifully supported and I had so much love. Surrounding me, and I being so honest about how I was feeling helped. Um, still, definitely struggled with like the acquaintances who would see you at a coffee shop and like, oh, "So beautiful, you're so cute." I'm like, nothing cute about this. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got got to that point, and then um, I remember. Like as soon as we got pregnant, I had been tracking my cycles and I was like, okay, we got a pregnancy test. It's this many weeks. It's this, he's due on the 16th, it's the 16th, January 16th, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we went in for the ultrasound they're like 24th. He's due on the 24th. And I was like, Mm-mm. The baby's coming on. The no day. way. Yeah. No, <laughs> So when we Started like setting up our house. Like we moved some stuff out of the way. um, The plan was to do a water birth and I ordered the pool and they are uh, they deliver them, I think, two weeks before your due date to make sure. And I was like, I know my due date is the 24th, but like this baby's coming on the 16th for sure. And she was like, oh, okay, like I'll deliver Forever. it. I'll <laughs> deliver it then. How about we deliver on the 13th? And I was like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 14th, 15th, I started just getting crabs and oh it's so hard because everyone's like you'll know you'll know when it starts no I've never done this before I don't know when it (laughs) starts so like what does that even mean
0: (laughs) you know when you like it's all over and you can like 20 like look back but like when you're in the heat of it and like it's your first unless it's like this rockin huge start to things like yeah
1: no, I was just like I'm a little crampy I'm a little uncomfortable like I'm fine um, but I remember I had like I finally I think I slept that night I was fine I woke up in the morning and I was like oh like this is more and I remember I had like a hair appointment that day <laughs> and I was like no I think this is labor so I like call my friend my friend Sarah she comes over right away she spent like 24 hours with me um, Tara checked in she had like a night like, I was a week early or like long early but. Um, another mom had been like, I think someone was like a week late and someone was a week early. So she had like labors everywhere. Yeah. Um, so she like comes in, checks me, everything's good. Sarah's with me, you know. I have a registered nurse with me, texting updates to Tara. So she stays with me. Tara runs to another birth, delivers another baby, like checks back in.
0: Like
1: it was it was just all over. Um, but I was, yeah, so I was four centimeters dilated things were like seeming to be going pretty good everything was yep. pretty on track and a few hours later it's like hey let's get the pool set up like let's let you relax let's get the pool set up I'm like oh hell yeah like I contractions seemed like they were getting a lot worse
0: yeah for longer
1: and stronger um getting the pool almost the greatest experience of my life pools are
0: unreal <sighs> I heard I- that they're just amazing my girlfriend Sarah she just had a baby oh my gosh, just a week ago. And we didn't even have time to get her pool up. And she's like, no, (laughs) Uh, but yes, pools are great. They call them the midwife's epidural. Yes, 100%, unreal. So
1: good. Like, I just want to buy one. So when I'm like feeling stressed, I can crawl into it. Um, Yeah, it was so great. And then at that point, I can't remember if Tara was at the same birth or a different one. So then they have um, Sam is like another one of the midwives that used to be with Hope. So she came over um and uh she's like okay we gotta check you out like let's get you out let's see how far like where we're at and she did and I was still at four centimeters so she's like hey baby's not moving like I know it feels like it's getting worse or like but it's not like it's it was um and I was getting real exhausted had been I think by that point it'd been just over 24 hours um so then I was just done they got me in bed and I was like I just want to live in the pool Um, and then, so they like Sarah and my husband and Sam had to kind of discuss what the next step would be like, are we going to take her to the hospital and like, give me something to help me sleep and then bring me back home and then I can sleep through the night or, you know, I'm just going to be admitted to the hospital. Like, um, and for me, the big thing was like, um, I did not want to go to the hospital. Like I knew and I was open to it, I was like, if, if I have to, I will go. But I just knew that if this was my anxiety already, if I get into that hospital, like my body's going to lock up. I'm not going to feel safe. I'm not like my body won't deliver that baby. I just knew. And I was like, and then I know my hope was to not get an epidural. Cause like that actually scares me so much more than natural birth <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrifying. I, to me. I know a lot of people are the opposite, but I was like, I don't want anything stuck up my spine. Um, so I was like I'm gonna want an epidural and then I'm like and then I just I just know my own body I'll end up with you know there's nothing wrong with a c-section when it's needed but I was like I know it's not gonna be needed for me it's gonna be my anxiety controlling my body and I want to just have everything in place to try and control that yeah so I was like I, I, and both luckily Sarah and my husband were like it's her anxiety like she's no this is just a she's uh, holding back somewhere yeah just needs to release something, like so. They ended up giving me like a few drops of Rescue Remedy. Okay. Um, that like herbal stuff for her anxiety. I'd never taken it before, and she's like, "It's safe. Like it'd be fine. You can give her a couple drops and see if it just helps her calm down. Maybe she should get some rest. Like maybe baby can get some rest." Yeah. So they gave me a couple drops, and Tara was there by that point too, and she's like, "Okay, let's." Like, I bet you're going to sleep through the night. We'll wake up first thing in the morning. We'll deliver this baby. You guys will be rested right and ready to go. And I was like, okay.
0: So <laughs>
1: two o'clock in the morning, I wake up in active labor.
0: You're like, those drops really work.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> Run to the toilet, water breaks over the toilet. And I'm like, probably my husband's like, Wesley, there's blood, there's blood, I'm dying. like try and turn the water on quick like water is always my the shower has always been my like anxiety relief
0: relief Yeah, and it turns on freezing cold oh my god save me oh you poor woman and this is like what all in the span of like two minutes 30 seconds maybe like nothing
1: like Oh, uh, and I remember my husband's like, make sure I'm okay. Like, like puts a towel over me, like make, like making sure I'm good. He's on the home with Tara. He's like, hey. And she's like, I had a feeling, I'm in my car. Like, <sighs> he's like, I knew it. We're going. So she's here like five minutes later. And the plan had been water birth, but by that point the pool had gotten too cold. And like he, I think Rob's like nine centimeters, like he was coming. And uh, like, there's no time for it. So she's like, I don't know, some kind of midwife wizard. She just whips everything up, beds all set up, ready to go. Up on the bed, got me up on all fours. I was like in my husband's arms. He held me. I think I pushed on like three times, and then it's like, Kate, we're passing the baby through. Like
0: through. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my gosh, your mind at this point in time must have been just like. Was it just, like, in, like, survival mode? Like, what is happening? Like, dealing with all these, like, back-to-back contractions? Oh, just
1: nuts! And, like, honestly, the whole time, you're just, like, this is as far as I can go. And I remember everybody saying, like, at the point where you're right, like, right before baby comes, you're going to say, I can't do it anymore. And my brain was was like, I can't do it anymore. Like, I'm like, he's coming. Like, this is it. Uh, This is that feeling of, like, no, I'm going to die. This is death.
0: Like, i say that to all my clients i was like every like 100 percent of everybody hits the wall like maybe there's a super small percentage that like like rocket through it, the whole thing but like usually everyone hits that i'm dying wall oh and generally your baby's coming up at that point right then right
1: like yeah. oh just crazy and i yeah i just remember and he didn't come out crying he came on squawking like a little bird
0: hmm. he was like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> babies make those noises
1: it's so funny and he was yeah five pounds three ounces
0: so little so little and I remember
1: she like my husband helped me like get onto my back because I had birthed on like hands and knees yeah we get onto my back and then Tara we did delayed clamping so she like came up to me and he he immediately pooped all over me perfect
0: (laughs) this tiny walking little bird like pooping everywhere Yeah. (laughs) oh and like what how did you feel at that point in time like having this little squawking baby come up to your chest
1: I think it was it was everything I had wanted for nine months
0: like for longer
1: I mean years right and um I think all I all I wanted to do in all those months because I did not feel he was safe like inside of me. It just it was a mindset I had. I could not, and i I still have a hard time releasing that. Yeah. Um, I just wanted him in my arms. Like he just, I was like, he's safe in my arms. I need to get him in my arms. Um, actually too. I remember I was in a yoga class, a different one. Um, I had gone to I just was trying to keep active. And I remember the instructor had been like, Just love your baby, they're so safe in your belly. And I was
0: like, You're like, No, girl, what? I need this kid no, out.
1: Course.
0: So for oh. me, it was
1: like finally I was holding this little guy like I was like you're safe you're breathing like you're here and like I don't like we don't really know why he was so super teeny tiny um I have I have have, later on actually through my son because he had neonatal lupus which is yeah rash um they like I got tested for Sjogren's and so there is like I was reading some stuff, like that could have been part of his tiny size. It affects the
0: yeah. Oh that's my my is. So that's how old was he at like this point? Oh, hours, and that's a preemie oh. diaper. Oh my gosh! Like seriously, the cutest.
1: <laughs> like so little, and this little old man face, and he just,
0: like, like
1: eh, eh, and this little bird. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> relief, just just relief. I just held him, and like. In that moment too you're like I can do anything. Like I just yeah. lived through that. That was crazy and now I have a like I'm holding this old guy who's like you're everything and like I didn't like I was covered in tar poop and it was like
0: <laughs> tar poop that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nuts and like you know honestly that's my goal with like everybody's verse. like you know sometimes it can go a whole bunch of ways but like mm-hmm. if you can like sit after and be like i am so proud of myself like i just did that is the best feeling
1: oh yeah and like yeah i think too it's part of, like i have such a pet peeve about people being like you're mm, so cute and i'm like no you're a lioness like you are powerful like you're a goddess like you are going to do something unbelievable and like, you can yeah. do it and you're, you're, you're going to kill it. Like, I, I just like, there's nothing cute about this, but there's so much powerful and like,
0: just unbelievable, like majestic and miraculous. Right. It's amazing. And, and like, we all heard that from the very beginning, instead of like the Karen saying, like I would have died. But like, if we told everybody right from the beginning, like how extremely powerful they are, like, man it just changes your whole mindset and like yeah. you start to believe it after a while like and then it happens and then you do it it's just it's
1: yeah. transformative it's, like, it's trans- totally transformative exactly like yeah you're going into this and you're, you're like everyone's a little scared you don't really know like you yeah. just don't know and then you're like damn like
0: my vagina is amazing, <laughs> amazing. Like, or like my body like every way you you're, birth it's just it's incredible yeah yeah, like,
1: you are strong, like, you breathe through that, like, it's just, I think, too, now I have that, this idea of, like, what a 10 is, of pain, too, <laughs> like, now I know what that is.
0: Yeah, but. I know, it's always the worst when even for me, like, when I'm trying to, like, judge out where clients are, I'm, like, okay, between 1 and 10, but they're, like, is it, like, a 10, you broke your arm, or, like, 10, put me in a casket, like, yeah. What 10 are we talking about? I'm like, well, you, you'll know when it happens. But <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> you'll do it. you'll uh, do it. yeah So, you have this baby. So, how was that the first couple hours at home? How was that?
1: Oh, it was so good. It was so good to just sit at home um, and just hold him and just, um yeah, we just did a quick little check on him. Everything was amazing. He had a little bit of a tongue tie. Um, but we had plans for that. We knew my husband has one. So Tara just yeah. gave little baby scissors, gave a little snip. He latched yep. great. He was right. God was the hungriest baby in the world. Um
0: <laughs> for like the next two months. He just fed every hour. I was gonna say he like he had some time to make up.
1: Yes, he sure
0: hacked on the pounds, Like good.
1: Hacked it on. Um yeah, it was just unbelievable. We had we had chosen not to tell anybody that we had gone into labor. Yeah. um it was just too much anxiety i didn't want
0: to cause any people amount. checking in and
1: yes. i love, okay? How I love my family they're amazing and supportive but i just knew i just wanted that to be like my husband and my my birth support team so yeah um yeah a few like i think i think we we probably the next day in the afternoon we like did the group tax
0: like like the
1: Kansas
0: here Oh, how amazing. You're a powerhouse, pal.
1: Yeah, I feel like one now.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you're in it, it's pretty nice, but that's amazing. You should be super proud. So how was um, postpartum for you? So with the anxiety and stuff that you had going into it, did you find that that kind of followed you into postpartum as well or? Yeah. So I, because I
1: struggle with anxiety already and it had such, such a hard time with it through my pregnancy, I, um, really looked into what I could do to be prepared for that. Sure. Um, I had appointments with my therapist booked, I was ready. I had talked to Tara about it. Um, I got my placenta encapsulated because I had read that there, um, that can really help. Um, so I just wanted to do everything, get everything in place yeah. to ensure that there was, I was going to be okay. Because if my, if my pregnancy experience was so dark, I was, I was really scared about what could happen um, postpartum. Yeah. Um, and I think looking back, I definitely struggled with anxiety um, again, like it's the heightened, heightened from my regular anxiety um, <laughs> to, <laughs> through those first few months. Um, but the difference was so night and day from my pregnancy experience that for me, I was like, wow, I held that baby and the, like the room was brighter. Like it was, it was such a huge improvement. I mean, I did have a full breakdown at my baby shower following that, but (laughs) you know, showers are hard so hard i you know what i i hate them like i love, yeah. women, love them and i think that's so special that you can celebrate that and i want everyone to celebrate that i just like oh just like i don't know they're like everyone open presents and let's let's talk about i do I, I couldn't i couldn't deal with it i like had a full breakdown i had a few friends that were really had walked with me through my journey that understood exactly and ushered me yeah. away and you know, got me regulated and helped me, but um uh, yeah, uh so definitely was not a hundred percent, but um again, because I just I tried to get those support systems in and my family and my husband and everyone, like it, it was I really felt supported even though it was hard. And yeah, I think that makes like that's the huge difference in it all. If you feel like you can't say anything or you feel like Oh, it's just, it's just, you know, all the hormones are flexing. Play it yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, Like just be so honest with yourself. Like it's like so common and so normal. And it is You're you will feel better if you ask for help and no one is going to judge you for asking for help. Like, I think it's so, it's incredible to stand up and say, honestly, I can't cook dinner tonight. Can like yeah, no problem. I'll drop up dinner right now. Like I would do that for anybody. Like yeah. even if I don't know you, if you're like, please, I like I will do it. Bailey
0: will bring your food. So I will bring you you just food. call her. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think that's so important too because I think even too with like our generation or just like the way like this whole modern mom stuff is is like you get pregnant, so you don't tell anybody, you power through it by yourself, you go through this pregnancy by yourself, and then postpartum deal with it like you know by yourself so i think it's we're lucky now i think at the same time like with the age of everything like we can reach out and we don't have to be judged for it because i think of like back to like when my mom had babies your mom the, our grandparents like did they ever have a chance to reach out like did they even have resources like it breaks my heart to think of like what it would have been like oh yeah
1: oh, for sure. even i remember asking my therapist i was like like People have been losing babies for a long time. Like, how is it that, like, my grandma doesn't relate to this at all. Like, how is she like, well, like, and she's like, she's like, I "I think people learned, like they were taught to just not deal with that. Because it's not that it's not that we, it's not that it happens. I mean, maybe a little bit less, but it's still happening. It's still affecting women everywhere. It's still um, something we're walking with, but yeah, part of healing from it and not just carrying that forever deep down inside. It's just like talking about it, letting it out, making it something where, you know, we we every year on Adelaide's birthday, we just honor her. I've got a little um I have a little pink angel that hangs in Charlie's room. So I like someday we'll that. take time and really explain to him who his cousin was. I think
0: and that's super important, and like you know what, and that probably means the absolute world to your sister too. To like have her part of your guys's life still, and I think that's moms who have infant loss, pregnancy loss, like they they want their child to still be a part of their life. So I think you're amazing for that. Probably means the whole world to her. So, oh, you guys, you're the coolest. Oh my gosh. So. All in all, you would say you're pretty supported. Everything, I mean, I know everything's not textbook. Nobody's postpartum is textbook in that regard, but you mm-hmm. <sighs> got through it. I got through it.
1: I? I, mean, I feel like once you had a baby, you're postpartum forever.
0: Oh, totally. <laughs> How old's Rosie? I'm like, she just turned two. I'm like, I'm two years postpartum. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: you totally are. <laughs> I mean, there's so Her many <laughs> things, right? Like, emotionally, physically, like, like all of it like yeah and it's, it's okay to treat your body like you're always healing you're always changing you're always transitioning um yeah so i guess now in the back of our minds or maybe more towards the front we're just thinking about you know baby two and how that will play out and preparing for that and being cautious about um i mean you never know i could have a completely different experience with baby two but I know even just thinking about it, the anxiety builds, and I just, sometimes I don't feel like I am going to be strong enough to get through it, but, you know, again, yeah, just book all your therapy sessions, and make sure you have your support system, and, you know, get through it, I
0: guess, uh,
1: yeah, it's, but it's something Life. I'm working on,
0: preparing. That's them. good, and like, it is, it's, it's, I feel like this stuff isn't a quick fix. So it's a, it's a forever, always working on type of thing. So mm-hmm. girl, so do you have like a, a nugget of information or a, advice or anything that you give to new moms or pregnancy postpartum? I would just
1: say like, you have to follow your instincts. You have to follow your heart. You have to feel good about the choices, um and if you if you don't feel good about them research them and find out why um if you and get 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 a practitioner that you just believe in get a support team that believes in you and um that shares your your values and your visions for your birth because I mean in the end you could have like You know, oh, they were great, like it's fine, but that's like you should come away from being like that was empowering and amazing, and I did it and it was hard and I was supported. Um and if you just don't feel like that's like the team you've assembled is going to do that for you, like yeah, you there are so many options out there. There are so many doctors, there are so many midwives, there's doulas, there is all types of different support that you can find, and you should find one that works for you and it'll make the world of a difference through your journey because there's, there's a million opinions and ideas
0: that's huge know yeah. yeah if you want it you guys it is out there you just have to reach out and find it yes oh girl I am so happy I'm so honored that you came on and told your amazing story oh you guys these first stories they're the coolest I'm so glad we started doing them it's like makes my day and I got to do two this week so it makes it extra cool <laughs> oh, girl but yes um, if you guys have any questions regarding Bailey's birth I'm sure she is more than comfortable with answering any questions or if anybody else is dealing with anxiety and depression she has some probably really great resources and I'll be putting some underneath here in the notes so you guys have access to it. So thank you again, Bailey, for coming on. Well, you have a wonderful afternoon and hopefully you can get a few minutes to yourself before your little guy gets up. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on wood. (laughs) Okay, Bailey, you have a good day. Thanks again. Thanks, you too. Okay, Bye. bye. Thank you, Bailey, so much for coming on today and sharing your incredible birth story with us. If you guys would like to connect with Bailey, you can find her over on Instagram at Bailey McMillan, which I will type out in the notes below. If you're interested in sharing your birth story with us, head over to Little Doula on the Prairie on Instagram, and there will be a link where you can submit your birth story and find out more about my doula services make sure you come back next week for another incredible birth story from families right here on the prairies see you next time